Glad to have you back here with us on Death Metal. Got there, friends. <laughs> That's what it. the people are here for. Your big fucking burps. Oh man, we got a ripping show this week. Uh, titled "Dorks Who Kill." Why is that? Because I found a couple of cases where murders were committed. Yeah. By absolute fucking nerds. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, I know what you made. It's like you can live a lifestyle. You know, you can you can decorate yourself. You could go to Hot Topic. You could go to Spencer's Gifts. Yeah. Uh, you could get on the internet. Buy all the decorations for your body you want. You could commit to being a Satanist. You could commit to being a goth. You could commit to being, you know, remember, black metal. You know, a million different things that you could associate your aesthetics with. Mm-hmm. Right? Being a vampire. Mm-hmm. You decide that your vampiric family... Is more important than anything else in the world. Yeah. You start experimenting with hard drugs. Mm-hmm. You get a thirst for blood. You want to show off to your friends that you really mean business. Mm-hmm. Start having sex with someone that only wants to have sex with you because they think that you are, in fact, a toothed descendant of Dracul. In a graveyard, October 31st, you get your October bust. Man, come on. <laughs> it's true, man. But uh, fact of the matter is, you can take shit too far. It's all fun and games. You know, you can cut all the sleeves off of your t-shirts. No harm, no foul. Mm-hmm. You can uh, wear a fucking cape. No harm, no foul. But when you start to believe in something way too hard, yeah. it can lead down a dark path. It could. We have to cut the sleeves off our shirts. Uh, Yeah, I mean, basically the rule of cutting your sleeves off is as soon as you touch cotton. Yeah. It's got to go. It's got, I mean, I just can't fit them in. <laughs> Start stretching and tearing. Uh, so what we decided to do this week is uh, is talk about some fucking dorks that committed murders. Yeah. People that took something that could be kind of cool, being in a band. Yeah. Pretending to be a fucking vampire werewolf entity. Right. Take it away too far. Uh-huh. Got to remind you to never judge a book by its cover. Just because someone is a dork doesn't mean they won't transform into a werewolf, murder you, and your entire family. Sex involved? Uh, We're going to get to that. Let me talk to you about our first case of the evening. Uh, A lot of people will probably remember this, especially fans of Slayer. Mm -hmm. Which you're definitely a fan of Slayer. I'm a huge fan. Huge. I mean, you're huge. I'm huge. And you're a fan. I'm a fan. (laughs) We'll go to Arroyo Grande, California. Now, we have these three young men, 16, 17, and 18, that have formed a band named Hatred. Mm. Quite original. Sick. You know what we should call this shit? <sighs> Hatred. Because you know what I hate? Everything. <sighs> because I'm full of... <sighs> Hatred. Man, he's like that one dude that just... Busting, what's the dude that's like busting heavy loads? That's how he talks whenever he's fucking. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Well, that was my voice. Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about, though. The guy's like, 
busting fucking loads. You cut. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's like, I, love, yeah. I love a I love a teeth inhaler. Yeah. Sixteen uh, year old Joseph Fiorella, eighteen year old Royce Casey, seventeen year old Jacob Delishmut would make up the band hatred. Huge fans of Slayer. Yeah. Uh, now Slayer. If you're not familiar with watching, like, uh, what's the DVD that they talk to all the fans? War at the Warfield? Yeah, War at the Warfield. And they, they go out and they, they, look, if you're not deep into the world of extreme metal, and, and like, you, you listen to radio metal, but, like, Slayer is fucking pretty extreme to you. Yeah. You know, and there's a lot of people that just stop there. That's pretty much it. Yeah, they hear it one time, they would this is all the hell I need. Yeah. And I can understand that, I guess. They pretty much were like, man, I heard it off that Vampire 2000, you know, that one song, and then... Well, I mean, man, let me tell you about fanatic fans um, uh-huh. of a huge band. You know, it's weird that people get so wrapped up in a band that giant, to me, mm-hmm. or even that wrapped up in a band, period. But, like, all the pictures that you've seen of people carving Slayer in their arms... Back. That's real. Oh, well, I know. Um, it, it, there's just something about... Yeah, you know, like, they're like... The Misfits, in the sense that they've gotten so huge that the the logo, the imagery transcends the band. Yeah. Like, it's essentially a clothing brand on top of being a band. Yeah. So, when people see that iconic, strong S and R logo, <clears throat> they associate it with one thing, and that's a fucking greasy drywall metalhead. Yeah. Which is correct. I mean... Getting obsessed with Slayer, easy to do. I mean, it's 16, dude, when you hear Slayer, you know? I get it. My favorite band, man. Fired up. Uh, you form a band. You probably started playing Slayer covers. Mm-hmm. And being in a band is fucking hard, you know? Yeah, it is. It's not easy to do. You got to organize people. You're a teenager. Uh, you know, you got to understand about being in a band. There's no shortcut. Yeah. Secret to it is practice, like any art. Mm-hmm. Bust your ass. You get to find your own personal sound and improve upon that every time you practice and, you know, fucking be patient and get better. You don't have time for that shit. Mm-mm. The next best thing you could do to improve your Slayer worship band is make a blood pact with Satan to play better metal. Whoa, yeah. I, I fucking agree. <laughs> now, Royce Casey and Joseph Fiorella fancy themselves a cold experts. They were all into it, which, again... His typical Slayer fan shit. You know, 17 years old, find out about Slayer, going into Hot Topics, looking around the mall. You, you get a sense of, like, what looks evil, what sounds cool. You find yeah. out maybe about, like, Anton LaVey, Aleister Crowley, mm-hmm. people who wrote books that uh, give you a fucking messenger bag and edge. Yeah. Start picking them up, fiddling through the text. Well, probably none of it makes any goddamn sense. Well, I mean, I just hear something. I'm like, man, that makes me want to drink. That's a good riff right there. And they got him, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to fucking... shit on Slayer by any oh, means. I know. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying. Um, you know when your dog's in the yard it found a ball and it's just running around, throwing up in the air, but it's going in a circle? Yeah. That's what Slayer riffs do to you. Yeah. Turned it to a dog. Yeah. That's the dogs here, man. Get fired the fuck up. Yeah, you know, so these guys are 
looking deep into the occult shit. I mean, you know, it's like the same, like Damien Eccles type shit. Yeah. Like you find, you find out this interesting thing and, you know, like all the, you're reading the lyrics. You're probably going to the public library and printing out Slayer lyrics Mm -hmm. and you're reading words and you look into it. So you're probably looking at like Nazi shit, looking at occult shit that you're getting from the lyrics and starting to put your own theories together. And then you form the band Hatred, which is, uh, I mean, if you have to like pick a name for a band, <laughs> there's a band called Hate. Yeah, it's the like old band, right? Yep. Are they good, buddy? Uh, <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh, I was like, man, uh, uh, Mick from Slipknot's in that band because you know his guitar says Hate on it, and yeah. I was like, no, it's not. What band is he? It's Anal. It's not anal. Uh, anal blast. Anal blast. I think it's just some members of that. Yeah, anal blast rips. Yeah, that dude's the Slipknot guys in that. Oh yeah, there's well, which one? That's the thing. that one. Okay. Yeah, you know how I know is because that guy stabbed his brother in the head, and they were talking about it on. That's cool. Some shit. Why do you do that? Ah, because he's they're fucking white trash guys from Iowa. That's what you do, man. Yeah. You know, I don't. I don't have any siblings. But I can, I could feel that there's times in my like if you know 15 years old the rage I feel I'd fucking stab my brother in the head probably on the way here you would have stabbed your brother <laughs> yeah in the head. yeah I fucking lost yeah uh, if anyone out there suffers from ADHD you know it, it's a fucking bitch dude it's so I'm gonna good. say it like this like I hear so many times I don't really give a fuck because I'm not it's not my job to ride for anything yeah I know for a fact. ADHD is an absolute burden on your life. It sucks. Most people's brains do not go the same way my stupid fucking brain does. No. Um, I've heard several times that it's... What do you always hear, honestly, is that when kids were just bad. Hyper. Yeah. They just discipline them. I mean, that like part of that's true, but as an adult, that's full grown. I f- will fucking lose everything that I have. Anything, I mean, so, like, what happened today? Trying to make this kind of interesting. We're at the gym. I had loose cash in my fucking gym short pockets. I take it out with my keys. I set it in the cubby. We work out. I go pick it up. I put it in my pocket. And then we drive to the fucking store where I discover that money's not there anymore. Uh So I have no clue where the fuck it's at. It fell out of my pants at my house. And I'm fucking furious because it's just like you lose everything. That's what ADHD does. That's the one of the biggest problems of it is that you're so scatterbrained. Anything that comes up, if you're talking to somebody or doing anything else, you forget what your main thing was. And you're messy. You're messy because you can't keep anything in order because your main mind's not in order. And so you lose your money and think it's in your trash, that fucking <laughs> car. <laughs> and we're looking for it. And I'm like, well, it could be anywhere. <laughs> Man, my car's so fucked up. I left a pair of shoes in there over the weekend yeah. at the airport and they're caked in mold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's your fucking car, I'll put a picture of it up on the oh, internet. Because, crap. Uh, I've never seen anything like that before. I, we, I wear them every day to a restaurant uh, job, so they just have, like, fucking vagrant food particles and shit on there. But, dude, I left them in the car, and, like, I usually only... I only put them on to go to work. But he's laughing because he saw them. They're, like, fuzzy, dude. They're, like, dark brown and black and fuzzy mold. Looks <laughs> a fucking loaf of bread, man. <laughs> uh, man. I went to put those shits on on Monday or Tuesday when I got back 
uh, from Las Vegas to go to work. And Jesus Christ, man, <laughs> it's fucked up. You're looking in a kind of weird ass toe fungus, man. <laughs> well, luckily I had another pair of shoes in the car, and I didn't have to wear them. But yeah, they're still in there. I, I, I just, I've never seen a shoe grow mold on it. I don't know. You're gonna be a real <laughs> fucking gross piece of shit. <laughs> I'm a gross, nasty fucker, man. That's bad. <laughs> <laughs> man, you're still grosser than me in general. Cause my car is fucked up. Well, I just will throw shit around in there. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, I guess I am grossing because I got in it and was like, yeah, I don't have problems. With this. <laughs> <laughs> Man, uh, so hatred, having a hard time getting a band together, which is, I mean, I'm sure most of our audience have at one point or another tried to start some sort of creative endeavor, like a ba- like a band is one of the harder forms because you have to wrangle people up. You have to get three or four different people in line to make practices happen, to try to write songs, to get a show together. I mean, it's a if unless everyone's motivated for the same thing, it's almost goddamn impossible. Yeah. Uh, and when you're a kid and you're not that great at making music, and you want to be in a band that's doing well, that's what all the fuck I wanted when I was a kid. Yeah. Like, yo, just put me. Let me be in a band. So what I want to do. <laughs> That makes money, and I can just do that. Yeah. You don't understand that it's an impossible endeavor. It's hard. And, you know, that could breed a certain amount of frustration. So where do these kids go? They decide that they want to go professional. Hell yeah. So they lure Elsie Piler. That's how you say it, right? Yeah, Elsie Piler to come smoke pot with him. And this is a problem with smoking pot. For me, okay, is that people that smoke pot regularly will literally hang out with anyone that has pot. Yeah, that's true. Doesn't matter. I look. I've got some friends who are way bigger potheads than I've ever been in my life that have put me around some of the shittiest people for hours at a time just to smoke free weed or buy weed in a place that where weed wasn't necessarily accessible. Yeah. I mean, the hell to me is being in a room with someone that I do not want to talk to, which is like 80% of people. Uh, I mean, that's 90% of people. Yeah. In the name of weed for other people, I've been in that position for hours, several fucking times. And And like, I know the person that is needing the weed hates this person too. So it's just, uh, you know, it's one of the, it's like, I get pot's cool. I'm with it. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it does a lot of great things. It's also just the fucking plant that gets you high. Yep. And people go out of their way for it. This person is going to pay dearly for it. The band Hatred, all these boys were already at the tender age of 16 to 18 doing meth. Yeah. Doing acid and meth. Together? Yes, which you'll remember from other episodes. That is probably the best murder cocktail. Oh, man. Bad for holding down a job. Uh-huh. Great for ripping somebody apart. Now, if that is your job, you do a good at your job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to excel straight to hell. Man, fuck. That's wild. Meth and acid. I can't imagine just fucking tripping. Well, you know, I take Adderall and I've been on acid, so. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Uric acid. Muric acid? Uric acid. 
Oh, like gout? It, yeah. <laughs> Back to your car. Uh, One time, Chris on Thanksgiving. Because <laughs> back and he can't fucking walk. He's like, I fucked my foot up, man. And he's in his car and I walk outside and I just see a bunch of paper plates and some forks. You sit and I'm like, because you got fucking gout. Man. You've been eating leftovers in your car. You fucking, he's just all beefed up and shit. <laughs> oh, shred meats really got me tender footed. <laughs> is so funny to me, dude. Yo, I, I mean, dude, real shit. I had like a, I had uh, over the span of two holidays a fucking gout scare. You're just fucking walking around your living room like with your foot out and shit like a pirate. You know, man, I can't walk on it. He's like fucking feeling around for shit that's sharp. He's like, man, if I step on something sharp, I'm done. <laughs> Yeah, man. Uh, is that when I went to Colorado? Yeah. Yeah, dude, that was fucked up. Because I I thought I broke my fucking ankle. Yeah, no, you didn't. Just gout, dude. <laughs> dude, it's so funny because <laughs> the dogs were like, they like knew something was up, so they weren't all hyped that they were like really worried just laying down by the foot, you know, like laying by the foot and shit. Like, <laughs> they, it's like, I mean, they can even smell something's wrong with it. <laughs> like, fucking, fucking dogs are laying by the gout foot, dude. Yeah, like, okay. R.I.P. Big Toe Joe. <laughs> yeah, that shit sucks, man. Don't fuck with it. Don't fuck with your body, friends. Uh, get your shit together. Get your shit together for sure. That was a big turning point for me, though, because uh, once I realized I had eaten myself into pain... Yeah, like more pain than just having indigestion. I had to stop that shit. Yeah, that was like the last hurrah for me. I mean, I was like, it was like number one, two years in a row, just being a fucking slob. <laughs> two years, like going from being active, doing martial arts and shit every day, to nothing. Maybe like three years, even. Yeah, just eating like two pizzas a day. Yeah, snacks. Cookies, beers, drink a beer all day, every day. Just being a fucking scumbag. But you, it's like a, all I thought was the worst that would happen is I would just be fucking fat as shit, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, and I was bummed out at the size I was and everything, and I felt bad for that. But it wasn't the end of the world, you no. know? Uh, but then I was driving to Colorado with my grandparents and my wife and kids, and we're crammed into this tiny car. I'm driving. The seat's got to be scooted up. And, and like in Kansas, uh, we stopped and got some fucking fast food or some bullshit. And like two hours after that in the car, I was like, man, my fucking ankle. Like, Did you hit the switch or somebody? I can't no, drive right no, now. Dude, I, it was my left one. So it was cool. Okay. I was like, I, I don't know. But yeah, I just remember being like, I don't know what the fuck happened, but I did something to my ankle. I don't know if I, like, I don't remember rolling it at all, but it hurts like I broke that shit. You did it with meat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, like, the whole, t- so I just got there and, like, made Jackie go to the liquor store and bring me beers. Just, like, drink them in bed, which makes your gout way worse. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I had no idea. And then I was texting my, my doctor friend, shout out to Hillary. Uh, I was like, I, how have you, like, what could I have done? Because I don't remember doing anything. And I was like... She was like, is there a history of gout in your family? And I was like, I don't know, but gout sounds like some fat shit. That's definitely wrong with me. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't stop eating or anything because I didn't know. And then when I got back, it just kept hurting. And I was like, it's got to be fucking gout, man. It's got to be gout. And I, like, looked gout up. And it's not like it's not like a... 
it's like a temporary thing. Yeah. So when people have like lifelong doubt, it's just because they won't quit. Yeah. No, man. That when I worked at the strip club, there was this dude. He was like, "Man, I'm gonna leave. You know, I need somebody to take over." I was like, "Cool, that's a shitload of money." You know. Yeah. So I worked for him, and he would want to work some days. But there was like a day he called in. He's like, "Man, I got gout, dude. I'm all fucked up, and I can't come in." And I was like, "All right, whatever." And so. I was going to work like a another shift for him because he called in, but then he was like, I'm feeling better, you know, whatever. So I showed up with a bunch of barbecue because I knew what guy was <laughs> <laughs> and I needed the money. So you I was, sabotaged man, him. I was like, you want a barbecue sandwich? And he was like, yeah. And so he starts eating. He man, he's like, him. man, my foot hurts. I'm like, <laughs> you knew it. You couldn't like, stop. I was like, man, you need uh, you need to take night off. He's like, yeah, it's hurting bad, man. <laughs> I was like, well, before you go, drink this beer. And he's like, okay. And he's like drinking a beer. And then. Yeah, pal. Man, two weeks straight. Two weeks straight. I got to work Woo. every day, man. I was. Cashed out. Fucking making some cash. Taking it. Cash money. <laughs> I made you two. Sabotage I mean, the Gaussman. I mean, like. <laughs> I made like yeah. three G's in two weeks. Cash. What? Cash. Man. Why tight. don't you work there? Because. Let's go work there. Uh-uh. Yeah. You know why? <laughs> Can't yeah, do I mean, it, I don't want to shit on the fucking whole podcast with a bummer, but I'm yeah, yeah. broken, mad, and sad. <laughs> <laughs> man, god damn it. Yo, so where the fuck were we at in this goofy <laughs> shit? <laughs> oh, yeah, you brought uric acid. Yo, so yeah. the, these fucking teenagers, look, man, I got no problem with drugs. I got no problem with drinking. I think that uh, as a man that's got a couple of kids... It's important to be honest with your children when they get of a certain age, what drugs actually do. Because if you're just out there fucking telling kids like, no, it's evil, it's evil, it's evil. And they find Slayer. Oh, they're going to do it. All they want to do is evil shit. What the fuck happened to me? Yeah, definitely. Man. That's no good. Some drugs are evil. You don't want a kid to. Never. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) To be you. Good for you. What? Tell them it's good for you. They won't do it. Yeah, well, I mean, just tell them the goddamn truth. <laughs> Why? Because. <laughs> Thanks, man. That's Sorry. great. So happy to provide this premium content with you fucking belching as loud as possible on it. I mean, you can burp on it, but just turn your face the other way. You're getting sidetracked, and you should just be doing what you're supposed to do. <laughs> <laughs> man, I will beat you up on the air. <laughs> hey, you tried that a couple weeks ago. My karate <laughs> saved me. See, fucking that time. <laughs> yeah, you just hit my fucking buff goddamn uh, arm. You broke, <laughs> you broke your fucking hand. Yeah, so listen, you got to be honest with your kids because, you know, if you explain to them the God's honest truth, like if you smoke pot, eh, it's not that big of a deal. It's going to make you fucking high as shit. You're going to feel goofy, lazy, hungry, yeah. silly, read a book, walk around, hit a park, climb a fucking trail. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not a big deal. You know, acid, you don't want to fuck with that too much because uh, it's going to weird you out. It's going to make you a fucking weird kid. You want to be fucking weird? You know, you do too much acid when you're 16 and you're going to be fucking eating avocados in the park with no seasoning. Oh. That's a bad look for everybody. Tony Satcher's on avocado, dude. Yeah, but no seasoning on avocado. It's not good. No, it's gross. Uh, You got to saturate it. Thanks for burping. I turned my face. Into the microphone. (laughs) So these kids are getting fucked up on the strong shit. And methamphetamine coming in as a kid seems wild to me. Like, who the fuck is selling meth to a kid? Hmm, you'd be surprised, man. I guess I really wouldn't. Because once you're at a certain point of meth and... Yo, I listened to... Uh... Hang on one second. Oh, shit. I got an itch. 
I listened to, man, I can't remember what I was listening to or I give it credit, but there was some lady talking about being a meth addict when she was super young and uh, how she treated it kind of the same way that people treat pot. You know, how it's like a miracle cure for everything. Yeah. She was like legitimately convinced that meth would cure diseases. And she was being like a fucking like meth trailer park witch doctor. So when people got hurt or <laughs> overdose and shit, they like straight brought it, brought them to her. So she was like fucking like treating diseases and shit. Like someone OD'd and she like brought him back to life, like with another hit of meth. Yeah. She like shotgunned them a hit of meth and they came back. Zombie. Which I guess makes sense because, yeah. you know, if your fucking heart stops and you hit him with like a hard pitch, it, it, uh, Meth actually, it, I mean, it releases a lot of dopamine, which also will hit uh, your uh, adrenaline gland. Mm. So they give you adrenaline. Yeah, sometimes you I know, get it. So. But the the fucking idea that meth could be like we're you know I guess you could talk yourself into anything, but what I'm getting at is the positive side of meth. There's yeah. not a lot to it, uh-uh. you know. Uh, but yeah, I get once you're in that lifestyle, once you're hooked on it because it is an upper, and you're you're not sleeping. I guess you just become completely. Out of touch with everything. Yeah. Totally delusional. Living in your own world. So I could see you probably think, like, yeah, I'm going to do this kid a favor. I'm going to go ahead and give him a fucking leg up in life and hit him with this meth. Well, shit. <laughs> you know, it was like last night at my job, you know, I go, part of it, I go find like kids in need and shit on the streets. And that's uh, right. Yep. One of them's on the run right now, man. It's fucking banging meth and being wild as fuck, running from the cops. And, you know, we try to help them out. It's just like, it ain't going to happen, man. It's, and the people that are supplying the shit are there around them all the time. And they're like, you know, I got a gun pulled on me last night. Well, kind of like showed me the gun. So it's just like, hey, you know, what do I Man, do? Man, that's pretty much pulled on you. Like it wasn't pointed directly at you. But, but it was they, like, yo, if you don't get the fuck yes. out of here. Yeah. And so I had to build. But, you know, it happens. That shit happens. Yeah. And uh, really what it is, is some older dude is making these kids fucking go out and sell shit. Oh, yeah. Money, okay. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, that makes sense. Keep You're, you high for three mm-hmm. fucking days. You right. know. So you just basically pass the blame off somebody else. Yeah. And then an easy way to do that is to get the kids using meth. Yep. I get it. So these kids are using meth. They're currently using meth. When they're going to go smoke weed with Elsie, they are on methamphetamine. They take her out to this eucalyptus grove, which is apparently a great place to smoke weed in Southern California or Middle California, I should actually say. Uh, they take her out. They get high with her. And right after smoking, Delishmut confesses to strangling Elsie with his belt, trying to kill her. Uh, you know, like we've heard several times, especially with BTK, it's not quite as easy to strangle someone to death as you would imagine from watching TV shows and movies about killing people with a belt. It takes some time, it takes yeah. some strength, it takes some effort. So while it's taken so long, Fiorella freaks out, stabs her in the neck with a hunting knife, and then Casey and Delishmut take turns stabbing Elsie 11 more times. Wow. And to keep him, this is a 15 year old girl. Yeah. Uh, none of the wounds are fatal. Wow. Fuck. That's crazy. Well, I mean, she dies, Yeah. but like, not like none, none right to the heart, none right to the lungs. Like, she you know what I'm saying? Slow. Exactly. She bled to death. And of course, while she's there dying, they want to have a ritual, which the ritual is for these fucking incel kids is they had sex with a body. Hmm. Uh, and you know, that's incel shit. Yeah. That's like, you know, Satan never commanded you to murder someone. But if you do feel compelled to have a murder ritual, certainly nobody wants you to rape the body. 
Definitely not Satan. It's just because you're a fucking incel and you're horny. No one wants to have sex with you because you're a fucking pimple-faced geek with giant pants who made a band called Hatred. My thing is, like, if you're an incel and you're horny and you got other friends that are like you, y'all just fuck each other. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, you could... That's a great point. I mean, because, you know, you guys all want the same thing. Yes. They do it in prison. Yeah. Those are some pretty fucking wild ass dudes. Yeah. And they're not really gay. No, you got You want to fuck? You're not really gay if you fuck your friend. If you're just trying to come. Man, are you sure? Yeah. Are you gay? Have I ever fucked you? Yeah. <laughs> when? Yesterday. Yeah? In my huge butt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I remember I dreamed about it. And Man, I, I didn't... I didn't fully understand the incel thing, but I watched a documentary about it. Yeah. Because, I mean, you know, there was like a a couple of killings that were committed by people that were part of this incel shit. And when I say that, I mean that there was at least two murders or or like one where a kid drove a car into a crowd and another where a place got shot up where they were like actively engaged in forums for it's involuntarily celibate. Yeah. Which means... And so what happens is in these fucks mind that the only reason that they're not having sex is because no one will have sex with them. And in their minds, they think that they are attractive, high level males, alpha males. But for whatever reason, the way that society is, girls don't want to have sex with someone like them. Makes sense. (laughs) <laughs> but they're owed the sex like it, it like yeah. it, sh- it should be happening for them you know it doesn't have anything to do with like what a, a woman wants it's that something she has to do yeah and you earned it somehow yeah but you don't understand why you're not getting it exactly and, and so they feel like it's a, a vast conspiracy against men to keep the sex away from them and they raise arms against anyone in their way Okay. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, I could definitely see someone like that listening to this podcast. Uh, let me just offer you some words of help, advice, wisdom. Uh, number one, you're not owed anything. No. Nothing. Uh-uh. No sex, no money, no job, no college. Like, no one owes you. They don't owe you shit. Anything. So, you have to get out there and, and take it. And that I don't mean in the way that you would like it to be. Yeah. Um, you have to be, look, no one should have sex with you if you're not a presentable human being. Yeah. You know, you got to work on how you interact with people. You need to be a nice person. Well, the big thing is this, man, is like use your negativity to fuel yourself to do something positive. Yeah, lift a weight. I mean, like, fuck, I mean... I mean, even like me for my job shit, it's like I'm mad about the money I make. Yeah. I'm fucking aggressive about it, but I'm aggressive in the positive way. Where it's like, I'm going to make some fucking changes. Not only am I going to keep the job I'm already doing, but I'm going to get a second job and I'll make that fucking money. I'm going to make some shit happen, but I got to kind of like make myself fucking an asshole a little bit and piss everybody off around me and be negative Nancy only because I know I won't get shit done if I don't. Yeah. Okay. But I'm like positive about it. But if you're positive of the fact that you think you deserve somebody's fucking pussy because you deserve it, that ain't how it works, man. Uh, man, I heard all that and it didn't make any sense to me. <laughs> well, <laughs> I have been listening to a lot of British hardcore. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. We didn't talk about it on the actual podcast, just on YouTube. I, I highly recommend Facebook exclusive. You can't find it anywhere else. You got to look up this shit called Street Soldier. Yeah. Uh, his views are probably about to go from 4,000 to 20,000 just because of this. So, yeah. look, man. I I don't want to make fun of anyone's face. <laughs> but you're going to. Okay. <laughs> this guy's fucking face, man. Just uh, change it. It's Street Soldier. Just take a look for yourself. Hey, guy. Where they go? Flip flop. <laughs> <laughs> See the girl. Her numbers on top dogs. Uh, uh, it's it's something it's something else. It's yeah, it didn't make any see. damn sense, man. It's like the people that invented the English language. That's what, when you talked about your job thing right then. Yeah, that's all I heard. Positive, negative. My work gonna make more money. Big jerk. Yeah, and I've been doing big jerks lately. <laughs> big jerks. <laughs> what? <laughs> Just fucking pulling on my fucking monkey meat, man. I'm fucking monkey meat. <laughs> what do you mean, big jerks? Like just busting them, man. Yeah, but <laughs> big, big fucking loads. You know, you're talking about your shit being real thick lately. Why are we talking about cum right now? Because somebody made these kids. A young woman about. got raped, friend. Yeah, I know. They made those kids. Those kids made <sighs> some cum, and that's fucked up. In 11 different steps. I feel like we owe these people something. <laughs> <laughs> we are. We're doing a podcast. Yeah, that's right. That's true. It's a fact. Uh, yeah, so these fucking incels, uh, you know, raped the body, which, you know, th- that's got nothing to do with any satanic ritual. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, what's unfortunate about this case is it only fuels the satanic panic movement, you know? Yeah. It's like th- these kids... We're actually talking about so it blew up. Uh, I I don't remember this shit. I don't remember ever hearing about it. I don't, I don't even know. And about you would it. think that I would have. I'm sure. Again, I'm sure Slayer fans has. We'll get to that. Have we'll get to that. Uh, the the no way that you could do something like this. Go out, kill a girl, have sex with a corpse, in the name of Satan, without telling everyone you know about it. Yeah, you're right. Because if you're trying to be that cool, what cool is it if only your three bandmates know about it? So you're saying it's cool? No, I'm saying to them it's cool, so they're telling everyone they know about it. I got you. Uh, So they went back and had more sex with a dead body day after day. Oh, (laughs) yeah, man, they're really going for it. Man, Uh, they really want to play sick metal. Uh, they really want to show Satan that they're with the shit. That's dedication. So they're going back. I mean, shit. After third, after an hour of them dying, they start to smell bad. Yeah, when they get arrested, it, it took eight fucking months. Yeah, for them to get arrested. They, honestly, dude, uh, they would have got away with this shit. They fucked the body for eight months. Uh, no, 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 no. But they got away with they. They didn't get like nothing came up about the crime. Like they were looking for the girl, but yeah. there was no body, no leads. It was like a totally dead trail. Nobody suspected them. Nobody suspected anybody. Police hadn't questioned like anyone from school even. It was pretty much, it wasn't a cold case. But you know, like the reason that show is called The First 48 Hours is because when a, like a kidnapping, homicide, any violent crime of a time sensitive nature, 48 hours is a pretty good window that if, if they don't come up with a lead by that yeah. time, it, it, it shit ain't probably going to get solved. Well, yeah, because they get the next thing to go to. Exactly. Well, not I mean, not even that. <clears throat> it's just like, you know, shit's decomposing. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, if they, if there's no evidence, if someone goes missing and they're totally gone, like it's it's a fucked up ordeal. Uh, when eight months passes and there's been a body out there for eight months and they're just presumed missing at this time, yeah. the, the odds are like slim to none that this is going to get solved. So guess what happens? I don't know. <laughs> I asked you for an action. You paused. As soon as you said that, man, the drunk kicked the fuck in. Man, you have drank a lot of beer in a short amount of time. I've been drinking all day. Man, I like that. Uh, so, eight months after this crime committed, Casey accepted Christ and to the preacher confessed the entire crime. What a fucking... Yo! And let me tell you this shit right here, right now, about Jesus Christ. Okay, now... Let's say today I killed Buddy, mm-hmm. got completely away with scot free. Never was gonna happen. And I told a psychiatrist about it. Mm-hmm. Guess what? What? They're not gonna say shit. Oh, they have to. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I thought they had like a. Yeah, they can't say anything when it comes to like some other things. But if you committed like murder, they are fucking calling somebody. Well, I was about to talk bad about Jesus and compared to us. No, like, they got to. Anyway, the preacher calls. Um, and I, I'm pretty sure he told the kid like, yo man, like if you want to get right with Christ, you got to handle this shit like a man. And so this kid fucking narks everybody out, which it's like, man, here's another problem with Christianity. The idea that you could just do that and then proceed to heaven. Yeah. That don't make no damn sense. <laughs> Man, I hope that becomes your fucking catchphrase, dude. I don't know, man. Hey, man, that don't make no damn sense. <laughs> I don't make no damn sense. That's fucking hilarious. That don't make no damn sense. Why do you sound like a fucking drunk Steve Harvey right now? Because I am. <laughs> I love Steve Harvey. Do you? Man, yeah. You love Steve Harvey. He's funny as fuck. Is he? Have you ever seen his stand-up? Steve Harvey? Yeah. Buddy. <laughs> you get a ride for Steve. I love Steve Harvey, man. Yeah? What do you like about him? I like his show. Okay. What show? Both of them. Which one? All three of them. <laughs> what are they? The the one where it's the game show. Which is? I don't know. Yeah, you love it. The talk show. <laughs> Which is? I don't know. You love it's it. It's the Steve Harvey show, man. Is it? Yeah, then he's got another show. <laughs> what, what's that? Man, what's it called? It's like hanging out with Coach Beavis. <laughs> <laughs> hanging with Mr. Cooper? Yeah, man. Man, that's not fucking Steve Harvey. Who is it? That's Steve Mark, that's, Harvey. That's Mark Curry. <laughs> that's Steve Harvey. Man, that's Mark Curry, dude. Hanging uh, with Mr. Cooper? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in no way is that racist. <laughs> what, man? I don't even know. I got confused. What are you talking about? Oh, you yeah. were talking about Oh, buddy. yeah. What do, what do Mark Curry and Steve Harvey have in common? Who the fuck is Mark Curry? Exactly. You don't fucking know who he is, but you like the show. Hey, with Mr. Cooper. Mr. Cooper is Mark Curry. It's not Steve Harvey. It's racist because you think Steve Harvey is Mark Curry. Because you think he looks like Mark Curry, but he doesn't. He's just, just also black. That's not why. That is exactly why. I get people confused all the time. Such as? Well. Yeah. You and fucking Matt Damon. No, you don't. Oh, motherfucker. <laughs> and, over, 
<laughs> and overweight Matt Damon, man, one time I remember whatever I came up to you, I was like, hey, it's Matt Damon. And then I was like, oh, fuck, it's crazy. It's <laughs> <laughs> the drunkest you've been on a podcast. No, it's not. You sure? <laughs> Definitely not. Oh, man, you're pretty fucking tank. I'm tank. I mean, it's hitting me. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. With Tank Abbott. You're racist. It's okay. I'm not racist, man. You sure? There ain't a racist bone in my body. But you confuse Mark Curry and Steve Harvey. And there's only one thing. I don't even. Show me Mark Curry right now. Google. You're the one who said, hey, you were Mr. Cooper. No, I didn't. I said coach something or another. Oh. He had a show. It was a sitcom. Steve Harvey? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. But it wasn't. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. I might got the names confused as far as the show. The Steve Harvey Show? No, it's okay, Mark. You can talk whenever you like. Our producer, Mark, informs us it's called Steve Harvey Show, so maybe the talk shows. You don't, the point, here's the, here's the, you don't fucking love Steve Harvey, okay? You don't love Steve Harvey. I love him. You don't. I will give him a hug. (laughs) Man, we've off the rails to this shit, but uh, you give him a hug? Yeah. I mean, I don't hate I give him. everybody a hug, man. Let me tell you this. Stand if somebody up, wants a hug, I give them a Steve hug. Steve Harvey's stand-up is not good. I've never seen it. However, his personality is fine with me. Have you ever seen the thing with the chicken, the stuffed chicken wings? That's what I'm saying. I like that. That is that cool, I like. man. That's I like. What, he slaps what, that guy. Hey, that's funny. That's fucking hilarious, That's what I'm dude. saying. That's why I like it. That's why I really like him. Let's the be honest wing. here. Because yeah. the chicken wing thing. Yeah, All right, yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah. It's these fucking two guys. They invented stuffed chicken wings. They bring it on Steve Harvey's talk show. They sit down with him. It's stu- one stuff with macaroni and cheese. Good. One stuff with rice. Delicious. One stuff with collard greens. I like all those <laughs> yeah, things. Yeah, me too. Man. So Steve Harvey bites into the rice one and he's taken aback. Yeah. And then uh, they hand him the macaroni. They tell him it's macaroni and cheese. And what makes me laugh so hard, he goes, I best not to taste no damn macaroni and cheese in this. <laughs> <laughs> and then he slaps. He slaps the fucking kid. And yeah. I mean literally slaps the kid yeah. over the macaroni and cheese. Yeah. And then uh, eats the collard greens. And uh, eh, this might be fucked up. You know, he said it. I'm quoting Steve Harvey. Yeah. He sits down and he goes, collard green stuffed chicken wing, macaroni and cheese stuffed chicken wing. I'm having a real black ass moment right now. Yeah. <laughs> that shit's hilarious. It's funny, man. He's funny. His stand up is not funny. I never seen it. It's that. bad. I just started to say, hey, it you stinks. Seen it? It's exact. If I told you a 40 year old black man just released a comedy special, uh-huh. everything you think is that. How is that not racist? <laughs> Yeah, that's a good point, man. That's a good point. But I'm talking about comedy stylings. You know what I mean? Uh, okay, okay. You go to the club and you see oh, yeah, just a white man. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Crap. I'm, I'll back off of it. I don't give a fuck. Uh, yeah, we fucking... <laughs> <laughs> don't listen to this. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, you know, Casey, once he confessed because of the preacher, he took police to the body... It was too decomposed to tell much about it. Of course, after being in a eucalyptus field for eight months, it was heavily weathered. And that's another thing. Is if police would have found the body, they would have had no direction in which to look in. There's no perfect crime. People generally don't get away with murder. People talk. They had been talking and nobody went to the police. Yeah. Wild. Uh, They had no way of telling for sure if the body had been sexually compromised except... Because of the position the body was found in, police felt comfortable with confirming that the body was sexually abused in their charges. 
Casey also told police, <laughs> God, dude, <laughs> if no, if you didn't hear that fart, <laughs> he was in a chair. Look, if you hear that fart, he did not put his ass to the microphone. He farted in a chair. <laughs> it was that loud. The chair's got a microphone. You're scum. My, fo- my fucking bone is a microphone. We're not doing Gigi Allen anymore. I'm farting in my dick. <laughs> 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 You're wilding out tonight, dude. Uh, Casey told police he thought that this murder was the ultimate sin against God, a one-way ticket to hell, that they would be better musicians, and because of this murder and sexual ceremony, that they would go professional. Wow. <laughs> yeah, man. Come the fuck on. Joseph Fiorola. Who was 16 years old at the time. I say that name worse every time I've said it. No. I'm three Miller Lights in the game, buddy. Mm. Feeling great. I'm uh, four. Yeah, he got 26 to life. That was the least sentence because he was tried as a juvenile in a plea yeah. bargain. Uh, Royce Casey and Jacob DeLashmut were tried as adults. They both got life without the possibility of parole. Now, this is why this case is... Famous and what you probably remember from this if you have heard of it before. The Pyler family unsuccessfully sued Slayer twice for influencing the teens to commit the murder. The first time, they also went after a couple of record companies. The judge threw it out. Basically, the charge that they were trying to impose upon them to get paid money. And look, man, I get it. Like, I I don't want to shit on the family. Uh, that's such a fucked up crime to happen. They didn't know anything about metal. Yeah. You know, they just, their daughter had no connection to these kids. They weren't friends. They just enticed her with free pot. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm saying about this episode. You gotta be careful who the fuck you talk to. Well, I mean, really a big, I don't know if it's a, I think it's a HBO documentary about the, uh, Judas priest trial where the kid, you know, killed himself. Yeah. Defenders of the faith. Yeah. So people are watching that, you know, so it's like heavy metal's the big fucking scary sure. shit, you know, and it's like these kids are going to do this time for this dumb shit and they're going to be terrified of heavy metal, whereas you and I couldn't fucking live without it. I got to have that shit every day. Yeah. I got to have it. I got to have some other kind of music too, but I've got to have metal. What else have you been listening to? Um, I like a lot of shit, man. Like what? I like Prince. You've been listening to Prince? Yeah. When? Yeah, every once in a while. Yeah. Nah, man, you ain't been listening. To yes. Things. Okay, go on. What else? I uh, like. Uh, <sighs> I can't think uh, of it. Uh, oh, fucking some country music, man. Like, well, pick it carefully. You're on the block for confusing know, man. Mark Curry and Steve Harvey. If you say David Allen Coe, it's going to look suspect. David Allen Coe. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <laughs> calling the cops, uh, man. <laughs> yeah, I like Steve Von Till shit. The dude from uh, Neurosis is fucking country shit. Yeah. You knew you wouldn't like it. It's good, so that's why you don't like it. What about, you like, a, got, whole, you like a Towns Van Zandt, man? I love a Towns Van Zandt. It's got what? Are you talking about Steve Von Till? You had to say it's got it's got what? Oh, do you know what they got? What? Keg beats. <laughs> ching 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 ching. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I make a country duality, no problem. Yeah. Steve Von Till already does it. Uh important to say this point. 
kind of cut me off, but it's okay. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. No, it's good. Uh, so, you know, the, the family went after Slayer, record companies, whoever they could. Now, look, I can't imagine. I got two kids. I already said it once this podcast. If you're familiar with our shit, you know, we're family men. Uh, I couldn't imagine losing a fucking kid. No, man. And then when you're you're confronted with the circumstances, and these were just regular church-going, day-to-day, goddamn people, and they have no idea what the fuck Slayer is. And all three of the kids, like, basically, they didn't blame Slayer, but they talked about how in Slayer lyrics they got the idea, and they looked it up in these occult books, like, this is how you kill people for Satan. Hey, not true. Yeah. You know, that's not true, but they said it. Yeah. So it's a bad look for everybody. This is a problem with posers. Oh yeah. Is uh you associate yourself with something and then you you go out and represent it and you fuck it up for everybody. So the family mm. look I hold no you you can't blame them at all yeah. for what they did because they look they need answers. Yeah. Right? Uh you know, some people could say like yo, it's uh it's a it's a cash grab. Yeah, man, you, you like how do you describe how bad it hurts to lose your fucking 15 year old straight A student, beautiful daughter? There's no way to do it. There's no price tag to put on it. Uh, you're going to try to get some answers. You're going to do whatever you can to get some relief. And I imagine that chasing that down was some way of them you know, doing detective work and, and solving a case and, and feeling better. So I'm not mad at it at all. Yeah. Uh, they, they didn't deserve to get money, which is the unfortunate truth. And they did not, Yeah. you know, even the Supreme court judge said, look, some of Slayer's lyrics are, uh, incorrigible. They're not appropriate, but in no way are they even inappropriate for children or trying to, could they corrupt or entice anyone to commit such heinous acts? It's yeah. art. It's art. It's like you, you, you know, you say like a Stephen King novel is gonna make people kill people. That's fucking dumb because it's it's imaginary. It's yeah. fictional. It's- well, see, um, when I was looking into this, like a lot of shit that I saw on the internet, and I'm not talking about just this case. It just makes me think about an important point where uh, people were talking about people being crazy, sue crazy, just trying to sue, sue, sue people. Now, a lot of times that's the case. People will try to exploit the system to gain profit because of some goofy shit that they feel like they can sneak in and get money from somebody. <clears throat> That's whatever. However, if a tragedy befalls you, if you lose a loved one again, like if that hasn't happened to you, there's no way to explain the headspace you would be in. Yeah. You know, no one's murdered anyone that I'm close to. So I don't know how to say processing that may definitely include doing some dumb shit like trying to sue an non-responsible party man yeah and you better believe that there's hawks out there that preyed on that for sure man i, I guarantee a lawyer approached them yeah. or in other cases like uh the fucking Marilyn manson columbine shit yeah i mean it's just it's never ending but a lot of times these cases that are born from a murder that goes on to suing an artist uh, it it seems like it's fucked up an attack on free speech or whatever. But again, you, you don't know what that pain's like. Well, people are, and like I said, the the job I've had, you know, it really does does that. I mean, I've had a couple kids 
get killed on me, uh, murdered on me or whatever. And it's like, you know, the families, they're trying to figure out how to be normal. You know, they're, they're grabbing out to something Yeah. and it may not be normal, but they're trying to feel normal. That's what they'll do is they'll do some dumb shit, you know, try to sue, try to figure out somebody to blame so that they can make themselves feel like a family again. It, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. And so it's a real weird thing. It but is, it's easy to uh, understand how it happens. Yeah, for sure. Without for sure. pointing fingers <clears throat> at a victim and trying to put blame on them. I mean, all, where you should look as lawyers, because I would almost guarantee that there was a lawyer out there that got wind of this shit and was like, hey, did you guys ever stop to think that this band ruined your life? They have millions of dollars and you should be able to take it from them. Yeah, that's crazy. I would I would almost guarantee that's what happened. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that, that's a fucked up case, man. I, I hate that one for several reasons. One, because these fucking poser kids uh, tried to dabble in extreme metal. And what's funny is that now they say that Slayer and the devil had nothing to do with it. They were just obsessed over killing somebody. You know, and, and, and this is another thing about like, rehabilitation in prison. It doesn't happen. No, it doesn't happen. Uh, I feel like when you're in prison, the only thing that happens is you learn how to manipulate more. You learn how to lie better. You learn how to hide yourself behind a more law approved mask more than you were before. And then when you get let out, you're already, you're already uh, institutionalized. And so you're able to, when anything good happens, you, you, you self-sabotage because the environment you're in is a healthy one, but you're not used to healthy ones. So you go right. back to the unhealthy one. So you self-sabotage yourself to go back to jail. You yeah. know, it doesn't make any damn sense, man. Yeah. Now we're over that one. It makes me mad that that case, uh, reading it last night made me furious for several things. Cause you know, I got, a, you know, I, I, my kids like metal. My kids like, uh, the fucking WWE. They're into that shit right now. And it's like, you know, all that shit can have negative connotation amongst the world. Yeah. And uh, I don't like the uh, fact that there's shitheads out there ruining it for everybody. Yeah. Feel free to dip in my beer, by the way. Or th- th- it's our beer. I just got two six packs because it was cheaper. Yeah. Um, We're about to go to the, the theme of this one is how dork is dorks that kill. Yeah. You know, Um. again, the, the problem is, is getting into a culture it's shortcutting shit mainly mm-hmm. getting into something, not finding out the actual factual evidence, proof things you need to know. Like if you want to be into extreme metal and you want to go all out, uh, don't stop at deciding to sacrifice a fucking teenager to Satan. That's not really in there. No, you just dig back and find like, uh, it's fucking, buying records and patches for your fucking yeah, best. That's what that's it really it. is. Yeah, but have some out, rare yes, goddamn shirt. Exactly. Get you some know? fucking direct from artist patches from the eighties. Uh, another example, non-metal related. We got another fucking crime committed by some fucking nerd who went way too hard on some goofy ass fucking shit. Ended up making himself believe it and wild it out at the a cost of a lot. Uh, we don't hear a lot about Canadian crime, so I'm happy to travel to the great north today in a hilarious town named Medicine Hat. Wow. Medicine Hat. That's an old party, man. That's the name of a town. Yeah. Everybody bring a pill to the party. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Throw it in a hat. Yeah. Shake it about. You take whatever you get. <laughs> no questions asked. You got to get a taste from the Medicine Hat. Or the medicine hats when you take a bunch of fucking pills and that's the high you get from it. Man, I'm going to put my fucking medicine hat on. Yeah, well, I'm from Trippy. <laughs> I got to put a 
Top of the medicine hat to you. Fucking <laughs> 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 foggy. April 23rd, 2006. A young boy went to play with his friend and he despised the body of his friend's father through the window of the Richard family home. Woo! This is one of the gnarliest crimes ever committed in Canada. Because there ain't a lot of wild shit in Canada. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's tame up there. Because people are nice, people get it. Now, let's go back to the beginning. Jasmine Richardson is the daughter of this family. She's 12 years old. Uh, 2006, the internet was uh, middle-aged, I guess. Uh-huh. Compared to what we have now. I mean, 2000, I'm trying to think of like, did, was there broadband in 2006? There was. Yeah. There was like high-speed internet and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, when I was in a fucking high school, it was hard to finger somebody on the internet. You could finger them on a bus, though. <laughs> That's where all the bad <laughs> shit happened. Yeah, the, the, the bus the, was the original The internet. bus was just AOL Instant Messenger, the vehicle. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, you had some old girl with some stinky beef on your bus. <laughs> stinky beef? Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, but she was just seeking out the beaver cleaver. Your dick. You like that a lot. Beaver cleaver, man. I love it. (laughs) So you smelled a beaver on the bus. Oh, yeah. I touched a beaver. You did? Yeah. The beaver on the bus gets found and found. (laughs) (laughs) The beaver on the bus gets pound to pound. But it wasn't me. I didn't pound it. You fingered somebody. Uh, I touched the beaver. Now, let me say this. First of all, before you tell the story... My understanding of your sexuality. Uh-huh. Uh, well, first of all, I knew you uh-huh. before you had sex. Yeah. And you were terrified of females. Oh, absolutely. You had some weird shit going mm-hmm. on. Uh, you'd be like, oh, I don't like girls. No, I liked them. What was the deal? They scared. They freaked you out. Because, man, okay, so my grandpa always like told me, he's like, they'll get, they'll get pregnant on purpose and then they'll sue us. Like that, that was like the thing. So I was <laughs> terrified. And what, because I grew up. <laughs> Old people, man. (laughs) (laughs) That's what kept you. Yo, that worked so good. It did. Because you didn't. You were. I mean, and I say like you were legit afraid of women. Oh, man. Terrified. Yeah, I saw it. A genophobia. I tried to talk you out of it. It, So many. You did, though. You did. Fucking wiener. Yeah. But yo, but real shit. That's so funny that that worked. So because your grandpa. Look, this is good for parents. He (laughs) did. Listen, man, when I, he was a state trooper in Arkansas. So whenever they adopted me, I was a newborn baby, man. And so he put me in all this shit. He's like, and he had like a fucking flip book of people dead and like all kinds of shit raped, all weird shit. I saw it. Yeah. And so like, I saw that when me and me and my buddy Seth saw it when we were like eight and we're like, whoa, this happens to people. And like, yeah. And then he, then he told me that shit. He's like, women will just get pregnant on purpose. And then. They're going to sue the hell out of you for money. And I was like, oh, man, I don't have any money. He's like, yeah, which means it's going to come out of my pocket. I was Yo. like, oh, shit. <laughs> so, man, I was like scared to death. But then I had girls that were friends because I was terrified. But I also wanted to get the beef. Yeah. And then subsequently, every girl that you were friends with, you loved. And Yeah. Yeah. And so what happened is, sure. girl on the bus, didn't right. really care for her too much. I knew she was dirty. <laughs> you knew she was dirty? I knew she was, man. We described dirty. She was a fucking dick koozie dog. A dick koozie she kept them, dog. She didn't keep them warm. She, I mean, she didn't keep them cold. She kept them warm. <laughs> hey, but she, they they were like, yo, buddy's afraid of girls. But she fucking pulled out her bush in the backseat of the bus. Because that's where I sat at. She I was, had pubes? Yeah. 
Oh, man. Terrified. Yeah. I was like, well, those are. Oh, so she forced her pubes upon you. She grabbed my hand. No. And then, like, right at the top of the old fucking peach slit, man. No. Put my fucking hand on the beef cleave, man. No. I was like, man, she said, you're going to come over to my house. And I was like, for what? For what? She was like, I know you like to look at that rotten.com. And I was like, well, I do. Yeah. She was like, come on over to the house. I'm like, all right. Yeah. And I'm like, well, if I, do, I was talking to myself, like she lived two neighborhoods over. Okay. So I, I had like a fucking way I could get to my neighborhoods. Yeah. To get over there. I'm like talking myself up. I'm like, I'm going to go over there and I'm going to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> I'm fucking 14, man. And I'm like. You know, I jerk off to stuff like this. Why can't I just do it? Yeah, sure, man. And so I go over there, and I'm like, well, here we go. And we get, you know, we're hanging out at Rotten.com. <laughs> Parents yeah. are gone. Sure. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, what's going to happen? She's like, oh, yeah. Well, I'm moving my bed around in my room. I got everything rearranged. We'll come check it out. I'm like, yeah, sure. And it's like, what's going on here? And I'm so I remember getting cold palms and being like, oh, shit. Get up there, and then she's like taking her pants off and showing me her beef. And I was like. Oh my God! What do I do right now? You know, I was just scared to death. I was like, man, if I get her pregnant, gonna get sued. <laughs> Luckily, her dad walked in, and we, Yo? yeah, and we didn't even get sued, man. But I saw her beaver. Yeah, yeah. She was proud of that bush. Proud of it, man. <laughs> That's an incredible. Fourteen year old me was like, whoa. I mean, I was getting you know a couple of fucking cat whiskers in. You know what I'm saying? But uh, <laughs> cat whiskers. Yeah. Man, you're on fire tonight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> so uh, the first problem, <laughs> Jesus Christ, with 12-year-old. Now, look. That shit stunk, man, because I didn't even touch it. I could smell it. What did it smell like? Mr. Friskies. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a cat food? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's just Friskies. Friskies is cool too. <laughs> oh my god, dude! All right, so the infant stages of the fucking internet. I mean, you know, that was my age. Like, I never. I've uh, when I was like a school age kid, the internet never benefited me in the sexual department. Like, it was hard to get online. I mean, I remember. I'm trying to think. I don't. I had Live Journal. We didn't even have MySpace when I was in high school. Yeah, it was Live Journal. You fuck with Zanga. Man, I preferred Live Journal a little okay. bit though. It, it's like the same shit. Yeah, like you could type a status basically, but not a lot of pictures and shit like that. Mm-hmm. But yo. Uh, 2006, I guess it had quite evolved. And this is, look, man, um, I don't, I hate to invoke a snitch shit and I hate to keep talking about being a fucking parent, but if you are, man, you gotta keep an eye on what your kids are doing. Don't get them no goddamn cell phone, man. Yeah. I mean, they like my kids love to watch this shit on YouTube where people are making slime toy reviews all that dumb shit they yeah, love my kids it. Love it, that i don't shit. understand i mean i get that parents are like out of touch and shit like that but it's like yo look we're doing fucking quality youtubing right now yeah and we get mur- like we're not even in the same fucking conversation no. as somebody that just makes slime it's just glue and laundry detergent yeah my kids are making slime. And it gets in my goddamn car. Yeah, it's like every day I come fucking every day I come home, there's some new fucking glob of slime somewhere. 
It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, but, put the glitter in it. Here's yeah. the deal. I, uh, I'm i fine with slime of that nature as opposed <laughs> to slime of this nature because let me tell you, 12-year-old Jasmine Richardson ended up with a fucking 23-year-old boyfriend. Wow. 23 named Jeremy Stinky. I wish I was making that up. It's spelled S-T-E-I-N-K-E. That is for sure Stinky. Yeah. That's his name. I bet he was like, my name is Stinky. <laughs> yeah, don't try to church it's it up, French. Stinky. Don't try to church it up, Stinky. We know exactly what it is now. S-T-I-N-K-S-T. Uh, <laughs> yo, so her parents found out about it. Understandably, they're fucking furious. You know, you can't fucking date. Like, look, it, um, I don't want to place blame on a 12-year-old. For being with a 23-year-old. Some things in this shit don't add up to me at all. Because, number one, if you're a, a, a responsible fucking family, uh, it, and it's also terrifying to me with a daughter. If, but you're a responsible family. You're with your kids. You're raising your kids. You're around your kids. You got a nice home. You got a nice life. What would drive your 12-year-old daughter to wanting to date a 23-year-old man? And this guy's a fucking dork. But think, man, I mean, that's not the parents. That's a 12-year-old kid. You Be- think so? That's hormones, man. What a 23, Th- dude. It's being fucking rebellious. But now, she got manipulated by the guy, for oh, sure. Oh, for sure. But the question the, to it's me a, he's is, a predator. is, like, where? I deal what? with it all the fucking time. And, and I don't get how you just don't fucking press charges. You put that motherfucker in prison. It's like you're basically preying on, like, the hormones and the emotions of a kid. Who's like, fuck my parents. I hate them. And then some guys are, yeah, fuck that shit. I mean, that's how trafficking happens. Sex trafficking happens. Oh, yeah. That's how it happens, man. So, well, this guy wasn't that. I mean, it's not the kid's fault. It's just that's right. That's That's what I'm saying. I don't want to place blame on them. I just don't understand how the fuck that happens. Um, You know, a lot of it was on the Internet. Um, Apparently, they met each other at a quote unquote punk rock show. Uh, Doubt it. Seen the guy, he's wearing new metal gear for sure. Yeah. Is that a me first in the gimme gimme show? I can't get. Man, that's not a, that's not the worst thing to listen to. What's the worst thing to listen to? Good Charlotte. Uh, is it? Good Charlotte's bad. Yeah, I don't want to hear it. Some forty one. The street soldier. Nah, that's good. Take Greg with a guinea girl. Take Greg. Yeah, nobody, nobody's... T- they got a song about killing child predators. We're going to have to look back. Remember next week, we got to look at how many people have looked at that video. Oh, yeah. Because I guarantee it's he's going to be like, where the fuck did the traffic come from now? No pay for the Facebook ad now. He's going to find out we shouted him out and get in contact with us. Yeah, hey, I, can all, I, I see it happening. Somebody's going to have to read it to him. Guys, me. when you get on Street Soldiers fucking video and you see it, we can play this real cool. All right, listen... We can play this real cool, okay? We can we can fucking troll this guy. Yeah? Like, what, what am I good at? Trolling. I'm good at fucking with people. We're going to do an interview with him. No. We got to. <laughs> no. That's the end play, man. How uh, do you not troll into that? Look, I'll think about it. But listen, guys. That's ultimate Team, trolling. family, friends, juggalos. Here's the deal. You're going to look this video up. I know you are. Uh, instead of commenting something shitty... Let's just uh, just tag us 
just tag Death Metal Dicks in his thing. Be like, man, I heard about this on Death Metal Dicks. Yeah. This shit claps. You know, this fucking shit claps. Death Metal it boys. goes hard. Yeah. Look, let's build. Let's let this guy know that his fucking increased views is coming from this. And hey, the thousand listens I got on Spotify is for me. Yeah, I've listened to it a thousand times. I sleep to that. <laughs> I love it, man. <laughs> 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 but yo, like uh, we'll, we'll do something cool. With it. Like, set me up, all right? Set me up. You know, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like Kirby Puckett. You know what I mean? Just hit, give me the pitch. I'm gonna smack it home. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, Kim Griffey Jr. out here. Just fucking let me get it. Uh, just tag, put, put Death Metal Dicks to be like, well, we heard about this on Death Metal Dicks. It's fucking awesome. Something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let's get him on board. It really is fucking awesome. No, <laughs> stop. It's good, dude. I'm not going to have fun if you're going to enjoy it. I'm oh <laughs> I know. When you're happy, I'm not. When you're not happy, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah. That's what, <laughs> that's what our friendship is built upon. Yeah, this is getting wholesome. Misery. Uh, <laughs> Jeremy Stinky. Now, here's the thing. You know, of course, her parents have a problem with it. Uh, what led up to what the crime you're going to hear about is they found out that they were dating, but the guy had been coming to their house and shit. It's like, yo, you can't let your kid hang out with a 23 year old. No. Uh, but yeah, they, they met at a punk rock show. They interacted with each other on, uh, which this is something I never fucking can remember ever hearing of is Microsoft live. Yeah, I know what that Social is. Social media? How the fuck? What is that? I don't know. Or no, don't Windows know. Live. Windows, Windows Live. I don't know Windows what that Live. Is. It's the same thing. Okay. Um, they just pretty much put that on Xbox. They were on vampires.com interacting oh. with each other. Yeah, yeah, vampires.com. So they're at a 69i show. <laughs> <laughs> Messaging board, messing with one another. Um... Jeremy Stinky, he claimed, and I mean this in the literal sense, all the way till now, to be a 300-year-old werewolf. Yeah. Just want to let that marinate. Meth. <laughs> yeah. You think meth led you to a point where it's like, he's just all speeded up in a trailer, like, look at this shit. Man, I'm going to tell you this shit right now. I've been thinking about this shit for a long time. And I'm like, first of all, you know, I feel like, you know, when the moon, the fucking moon comes out, you know what I'm saying? I just feel like... Man, I just feel all hairy and like I've been eating flesh and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I feel like I got this werewolf shit, Can't man. Control I've been doing this werewolf shit for a long time. Man. I think I've been being a fucking werewolf. You think that's how you justified fucking a 12-year-old? Man, that's I'm even worse. I'm 300. I'm 300 I'm years old. If I'm fucking 24-year-old, I mean, sure, it's legal, but it's like 12 if you're 300. <laughs> 23, it pales in comparison to 300 oh, man. years old. Yeah, he just watched Lon Chaney fucking <laughs> movies fucking on fast forward and just ripping methods. I watched the whole thing a hundred times fast as fuck. Lon Chaney? Yeah, man. That's a that's a original fucking werewolf movie, dog. <laughs> You're a fucking That's dork. a Bella Lugosi. Bella Lugosi, man. <laughs> Bella Lugosi. Lon dead, Chaney man. was gay, dog. Why do you feel like you're dropping bombs on me with... Literally 90-year-old information. I know, but I just think about Jackass whenever uh, old fucking, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Johnny Knoxville, dressed like an old man, went in that fucking store, and he's like, I'm the lover of Lon Chaney, and he's still shit. <laughs> 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 That's so fucking funny, man. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty fucking funny. Uh, yo, so, you know, this causes a conflict, you know what I mean? Uh, the fucking family's pissed off. And what's super weird about this shit 
is that they made them break up with each other. They weren't allowed to see each other anymore, but they fucking let Jeremy come to their house. What? And they let their 12-year-old daughter and a 300-year-old werewolf watch Natural Born Killers together the night before all this shit happened. Oh, yeah. Who the fuck is parenting like this? Yeah, it's a parent's fault. I got <laughs> yeah, you. <laughs> it's like, uh, listen, uh, Jasmine, look. Now, I don't want to be too harsh, but you can't date a 23-year-old. So if you guys are going to hang out together, it's going to have to be in the comforts of our home, okay? Can we watch Natural Born Killers in the basement? Absolutely. That's the perfect flick for you two scamps. Call up your pastor and figure out what the fucking non-point t-shirt is. To you fucking scamps. Uh, so listen. He's wearing a cold shirt. The, it says stupid girl on all it. All this shit took place on Windows Live the night before. Uh, look. I'm not encouraging you to kill anybody. Don't do it. Mm. However, I can't stop you. So if it's something you're going to do, let me implore you to not fucking use the internet to post on someone's timeline to kill your parents or someone else that you're going to be involved in. Because the night before, when they're in the same house... She writes to Jeremy online, online, public record, Windows Live, I have this plan. It begins with me killing them and ends with me living with you. Which Jeremy loves. He's like, well, we're going to have to get into some specifics. And then on Jeremy's Windows Live Spaces account, he wrote of her parents this beautiful poem. <clears throat> they are throats I want to slit. They will regret the shit they have done. Especially when I see to it that they are gone. They shall pay for their insolence. Finally, there shall be silence. Their blood shall be payment. He takes a sip of red wine. Oh, yeah. With a fucking black rose in it. Oh, yeah. Wearing a goddamn goth band shit. No, I mean goth no, like Marilyn no, Manson. No. Cold Chamber. Cold Chamber, cold. He's a cold chamber kid for sure. Yeah. What's another fucking new metal band? Corn? Yeah. Hey, what was that uh, fucking uh what's that fucking uh, band's name our buddies in uh that was in uh Primer Part 55 yeah. Shout out to Josh McLean Primer Josh, 55's man This is your fault man I don't uh... <laughs> <laughs> This boy turned to a werewolf Cause of y'all Yeah man <laughs> <laughs> Your eyebrow rings at Adidas And he's led this man Down a dark Fucking path Um At the age of 13 Jeremy Stinky was diagnosed With depression And hyperactivity Tried to hang himself when he was 17, but unfortunately he kept kicking around. Yeah. Uh, he apparently adopted the 300-year-old werewolf thing at the age of 17 as well. So he had been going on that thing for a long time, which you would think at that point it would make him like 300 and... That's weird, man. Seven years old. Like depression. Yeah. Hyperactivity. Yeah, that's me. Got it all. <laughs> okay, well, hallucinating about being a 300-year-old werewolf. Not uh, done that yet. So like schizophrenia. Yeah, so starting to be. People don't want to diagnose kids with schizophrenia. 
But most sure. doctors, most doctors won't. And if they do, the kid's fucked up. Right. So they usually wait till you're an adult. Early well, on, they didn't get a hold of old Stinky. Sure enough, soon enough. Uh, and so when the murder took place, yes, the murder. They actually killed this poor girl's family. They did a co-murder. Yeah. She wanted to kill her eight-year-old brother, Jacob. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the 300-year-old werewolf should have no problem taking on the parents. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Question, why would a werewolf need a knife? <clears throat> hmm. Because fucking real fucking old man strength will really kick your goddamn 23-year-old ass because you're not a 23-year-old or a 300-year-old vampire werewolf. <clears throat> yeah. Why don't you bring your fucking ghetto blaster? <laughs> Play some primer fifty five. That'll give you all the strength you need. Job, 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 So you saying street soldier and primer fifty five the same man? Uh, I can't recall exactly what primer fifty five sounds like. Not sure I've ever heard. They, it that's why I like primer fifty five is because street soldier reminds me. It's a throwback. It's like a yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, so uh, here's how the crime went down it was a little bit it was a fucking rough one man because uh, alright so we'll start with this look Stinky wore a neoprene mask carrying a knife he went for the mom first he stabbed her 12 times stabbed her so hard the knife went through and caused a 12 centimeter deep piercing to her heart that yeah. means he went hard enough through the chest plate that the knife still traveled 12 centimeters into the heart. It wasn't a night where it was a full moon. That's why I'd use a knife. There you go. That's what we're looking for. Yeah. Bing, 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 bong, bing. Uh, hearing his wife screams, Mark Richardson, who is 42 years old at the time, came downstairs to aid her, and he was stuck by Stinky, who stabbed him 24 times, mm-hmm. including nine times in the back. He actually had a screwdriver with him, so I wish that he would have kicked this guy's ass. That would have been a happy ending to the story. With a screwdriver? Yeah. But he didn't. He got fucking stabbed a lot of times. Now, Shout out to your favorite band. How dare you? Uh, now, Jasmine <laughs> wanted to take on her brother, eight-year-old Jacob. She went upstairs and laid in his bedroom, and then while she was laying next to him in bed... Stabbed him five times, including a giant slash through his neck. And when the cops found him, he was in his bed and all of his toys were sprayed with blood. Uh. Now, when the police found out about the murder, of course, it was because the neighbor went to go play with young Jacob, saw the bodies. They called the police. And when they got there, they figured that 12 year old Jasmine was kidnapped by a crazed murderer. Uh, and then they started to investigate. They went to school. They opened up her locker. They found evidence, which it didn't say exactly what it was, that she was plotting to kill her parents. They looked online. They got into her accounts and found out, yeah, for sure, that she fucking killed her younger brother and parents with this guy. Huh. They ran away together in love. She's 11 and dating a 300-year-old werewolf. Uh, now, what's fucked up is when they went on trial, Canada law only allows a 10-year maximum sentence for juveniles. Yeah. So she killed... Look, again, not telling you to kill somebody. If you do, go to Canada when you're a kid, murder somebody, you're only getting 10 years. You know, so you're getting the VARC. Look, if you're getting the VARC sentence. You're getting VARC style. But the problem is, is that it actually works. What? 
lessening for the shit like that. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, what they say is that she was completely rehabbed. She's like the model. Uh, her name can't be released in Canada, which is I'm sure easy enough to find with the internet. But she's called Jr. in the prison system. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, from what all the documents that I read say about her subsequent release is that she's like the poster child for why rehabilitation works. Yeah. Uh, the guy and her, once they first went to prison, he wrote a letter asking her to marry him. She agreed to it. Obviously, that didn't happen. Uh, she's out. He's in for his entire life. No possibility of parole, which is great. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> look, I oppose the death penalty for a simple reason that being in prison for your entire life is a billion times fucking worse. Mm-hmm. Than being killed. Well, if you're a uh, child predator, which is what this guy is. Yeah. The death that he may receive from other inmates is going to be way worse than anything that the state could do. Fact. And if he keeps living, it's life's going to be hell all the way through. Yeah. Uh, Being in prison is the worst thing to me that could happen to you. Have you seen that fucking uh, How to Survive Prison documentary on Netflix? No. It's got Danny Trujillo in it. It's pretty wild. Like, it's got a lot of people that were in prison. They're like, yo, this guy's like gave up his sandwich. He was like sharing with other people. And the next thing you know, it's like because they saw a weakness in him. They fucked his fucking ass. They're getting, he's getting gang fucked. Yeah, you can't ever give anybody shit in prison. No, it's it's wild. And it like breaks down. It's like, you know, on any given day, every normal American is breaking uh, three. Fe- they're doing three felonies in a day. They don't even know it. because that's, think how, so? that's because of how many laws we have. Such as what? I believe that. Three felonies? Yeah. I have not committed a felony today. Do you think by the end of the day you will be? <laughs> a misdemeanor. Or a felony. <laughs> felony like what? I mean, there's dumb felonies. Such as? Uh, drug use. I think it's a dumb felony. Yeah, fact. Um... Uh, I don't know. There's a lot. There's a lot. Because, I mean, prison is a business here. That's why it's different in Canada and these other places. It's like, give you 10 years if you're a youth for murder or Norway or any of the other shit. Yeah. And it'll take away the things that we take away here. It'll strip you of your uh, humanity. Right. And uh, you're not making millions of dollars over there for that shit. Now, in Arkansas, it's still a law. I may be wrong. To have anal sex. It's a felony to have anal sex. Wrong. Are you sure? Yes. Google. No. Okay. Well, everybody else Google and let's just prove Chris <laughs> wrong. Yeah, <laughs> you love to do that. But no, you can definitely fuck a butt in Arkansas. Oh, you can fuck a butt. Let's say that you get falsely <laughs> accused of uh, having well, a, butt. a butt. fucking a butt. they're like, hey. I never fucked that butt. <laughs> they're doing meth and then they do a drug raid and they're like, he's fucking an ass. <laughs> Like, I didn't see any meth in there, but I sure saw him fucking ass. The ass is huge. <laughs> He's fucking a big old ass in it's there. It's gaped. Oh, my God. You're like, no, let's put, put it in their poon hole. And they're like, well, no, that's not uh, really real big like the butthole is. So you're going to jail for five years. Nah. 
Yeah. It used to be illegal to beat the hell out of your woman on Sundays. Man, I think that still is a law. I think it's like with a stick on the steps of the courthouse. We should start doing somewhere. that. No, we shouldn't. Let's just beat the shit out of our wives. No! I, my wife never does nothing wrong, though, so I'm good. Oh, yeah. Okay, buddy. Listen. The point of this episode is you gotta look at people with a suspicious eye. If they seem like a harmless new metal dork, chances are they're a 300-year-old werewolf trying to kill your whole family. Uh, okay, a fuck child predator. Yes. If they have a cold, listen. Don't trust people. It's two lives that I eat. If motherfuckers have a cold chamber shirt on, kick their fucking ass. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's a real thing. (laughs) Because if they got that shit, man, they are a child Child predator. predator. Listen, it's been a great episode. Had a fun time with you guys. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Had a fun time with you guys. Uh, We picked the song for this week. I picked it for once. It's Typo Negative Wolf Moon. Because of the fucking werewolf guy. Wolf moon. And really, this is like our fucking Don't fuck your fucking preteen. Yeah. Type of negative, not death metal, but also my favorite band. Yeah. It's my second favorite band. Which first? Slayer. All right, guys. We love you. Uh, you got to get on to uh, iTunes. If you like what we're doing, free way to help. No charge to you. Five-star review. Few words. A lot of you did it this week, and man, I appreciate the shit out of that. Thank you so much for everyone that did. Uh, listen, Patreon shit, I gotta apologize to everybody for sure, because I'm having a hard time with, uh, number one, I know that you guys are fucking... Only supporting us because you like the show, you like what we're doing, and that's appreciated, but we do owe you shit, especially, like, more episodes online. Uh, For whatever fucking reason, SoundCloud got rid of the feature where you can make a private link to some shit, so I can't, I'm having just a tough, and and also, uh, fucking Patreon will not let me directly upload audio files to it. I I promise I'm going to get this shit figured out soon, I swear. I feel like a real shit rag, but you know, um, it's a fuck. I like shit's going awry in all fields of my life <laughs> right now. But the thing is with the, uh, internet shit, I suck at it. I'm figuring it out. Uh, shout outs to all of our patrons that are on the top tier. Thank you guys so much because you guys believe it in the show, man. That's how we get to keep doing this shit. Cause it yeah. all costs money. If we ain't got no fucking money. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, Alejandro Palomino, newer patron that's Hell been yeah. kicking it up, man. We appreciate the shit out of that. Bobby Henderson. Yeah. Ryan Parker. Uh-huh. Matt Mess. Uh-huh. I think that's it. Clayton? What? Is Clayton still doing it? Yeah. Or Alien. Alien? Invasion Defense System. System. Yeah, that's a cool name because it's AIDS. <laughs> yeah, man. And he's a cool motherfucker, too, on top of that. That slaps. I think I repatroned him that. But yeah, it seems very cool. Thanks for the Patreon. You're doing Patreon, too. That shit seems like a great idea for artists, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, man, thanks for everyone that does that. Look, if you want to get involved with us, I'm, we're not the best at the internet, but we'll definitely take care of you. We'll probably try to get some more shirts in the near future. Uh, if you want anything from us, just hit me up. We're with it. They can help you with whatever you need. Um, Facebook.com groups. Death Metal Dicks. That's a fun way to interact with us. To hit us up on any of our social media. We're open. We're out there. We're yeah. loose. 
Moose is a goof. Uh, we love you. <laughs> that we, we do. really do. Uh, just for you know what I mean. It's uh, try to make this community. Try to make people into the same shit. Hanging out with us. That's uh, you know, we're just like hanging out. That's the whole point of the podcast. This is a fun one. We're pretty fucking loose. Yeah, we're loose. Riding the wind. Drinking beers, uh, just letting fucking conversation happen. You know, and that's the whole idea is that, you know, people that know us, that listen, uh, that miss us, that maybe living in different areas, they always say, like, man, it's just like being in the room with you guys. And that's yeah. what, fuck, what, what the fuck we're doing. You know, you, man, you got these yeah. motherfuckers, they're on the same fucking page as you. Mm-hmm. And what, what you need to do is you need to go get you some mason jars. Yeah. And you go, man, I really like that trade wind iced tea. Fuck that shit. Fart in that jar. Have your friend fart in the jar. Y'all should trade those wins. <laughs> <laughs> that was a, uh, you could have got to that a little bit easier, I think. How? I mean, I didn't understand. I, I only know that because you told me the joke earlier. I don't know if it's a joke. Yeah. I'm serious. <laughs> so let's start trading these farts. Listen, man. here's what, buddy, here's what buddy's suggesting. Here's what buddy's suggesting. Now, there's a brand. <laughs> I'm trading wins. <laughs> There's a fucking brand of tea named Trade Wins, right? Yeah. Uh, buddy's suggesting that you should fart in a jar. Your friend should also fart in a jar, and you should trade the jars. Hence, Trade Wins. Yeah. That's literally what we're closing Cooler out. Cooler than fucking trading cards, Pokemon. That's all <laughs> yeah, bullshit. For sure. Trade some farts. Trade the wins. Smell uh, their diet. Know them better. <laughs> Sorry, we're going out on that. Love you guys. Satan reigns. Does. See you.